0: Welcome to the Lighthouse Podcast, a resource created by Lighthouse Family Retreat to strengthen families that are living through childhood cancer. You will hear stories from families, educational information on childhood cancer, and most importantly, we will encourage your family during this journey. Christy, we are back for our third and final episode with Jeff and, and we're you're talk, so excited we're you can't stand about, it <laughs> yeah we're still talking about the enneagram but yes i am so excited because now folks really get to hear about wow. some of the best wow enneagram type. wow
1: just lay it out there yeah yeah
0: the first six are pretty awesome right but we really get to the most important and the best one next.
1: Yeah, I I feel like I should do a drum roll here for the gentleman in the room, but I'm not allowed to tap on the table during podcasts I've been told. So the energy in here is electric, y'all. You should really be here with us.
0: Well, it's exciting. We do get to close out this series, uh, and so it kind of all gets to come together and you get to see how everything comes into play. But we really do get to talk about uh, some of the more exciting types. Oh wow so uh, so <laughs> let's let's start talking about what's fun. Hmm. Sevens are fun. Sevens are, and I probably misspoke
2: earlier that the Enneagram went to nine. The Enneagram stops at seven. I think it starts, and maybe the Alpha, the Omega starts, stops at seven.
1: Right in between you two. This feels like a
2: very. It sounds
1: like heaven. It sounds like exhausting is what it sounds
2: like. (laughs)
1: Okay, so slow down before we start. Give us one more time an overview of what the Enneagram is.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me back. So the Enneagram is a powerful but scientifically validated ancient personality typing system that teaches there's nine different ways to see people and circumstances. I think what the Enneagram does so well is it helps you understand what your core motivation is. And if you can understand what your core motivation is, then you can get to what your core fear is. And if you understand those two, then that unlocks self-awareness. So the pattern we're gonna go over is here's the type, here's what they're motivated by. Here's what their core fear is
0: and here's what the worldview is. So that's okay. if you're looking for a pattern to rinse and repeat, okay. that's okay. what we can do. I love it. Well, that's a great summary. Thanks for bringing everybody up to speed. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about what's fun. So the 7, <laughs> even in the word, they're the enthusiastic visionary. Yes, wow. we are.
2: Not like just your, a visionary. You
1: just yeah, you put <clears throat> emphasis on just that. enthusiastic. Yes. Yeah.
2: Enthusiastic visionary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the correct emphasis that goes on enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. The motivation <laughs> have to experience it all. Mm-hmm. and avoid pain
0: mm-hmm. now don't have to those are mean, still all good things so just, when
1: it just, says have to or must <laughs> i've been paying attention you put both feet on the brake. i believe oh, yeah, was the yeah, quote yeah, yeah,
0: yeah that's
2: right have
1: that's right. to or must right mm. back it up a little bit so
2: when we choose yeah. to experience it all mm-hmm. or choose to avoid uh, internal emotional pain that's a choice and whenever you make a choice, you can go back and evaluate it. Mm-hmm. But if you were compulsed into something, it is so hard to go back and be reflective over what you've just done. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you have this amnesia of what just happened because you didn't make a choice. It's a habit that you acted on. And that, it, it would take extraordinary ability to go back and evaluate something that you were unconsciously motivated to do. But if you will slow down and go, all right, in this moment, I know that I am predisposed towards wanting to experience it all. And if I'm going to choose to experience it all, at least I can go back and evaluate what I did. Yeah. But if it's unconsciously motivated, it, it would take a superhuman power to go back and evaluate, hey, what, was this the right decision? Their vulnerability, or our vulnerability, <laughs> is limitation. Mm. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah, don't like, don't like limitation. No. Don't mm-hmm. like the walls. Mm-mm. Don't want a box. Yeah. Wow.
2: It's like having a Jeep with the top off of it. Mm-hmm. That would be without limitations. Fantastic, Fantastic! example. Fantastic! Love that example. That
1: explains the driving choice. I mm-hmm. guess so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Or,
2: or multiple driving choices wow. depending on what's in your driveway. Yes. Right. You could have two of those. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you sure? You certainly could. Someone could. Just hypothetically. 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 Yeah. So here's the here's the dose that is not great about the seven uh, word on the enneagram street is that the enneagram seven is the most likely to go into addiction. Mm oh yeah of pick your poison Mm -hmm. right because if if there is this unconscious motivation now conscious because of the podcast unconscious motivation that i must experience at all then whatever i've just experienced is not enough
0: Mm.
2: so it's gluttony Mm. it's not like another plate of spaghetti or another scoop of ice cream will do it's not that i need three it's that two wasn't enough Mm. so two not being enough doesn't mean that three is the answer it just means that it needs to be more than this So if you've read the book, give the give a mouse a cookie. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you give a mouse a cookie, then it's going to want a glass of milk.
1: The mouse is a seven, right?
2: That story is a seven because then after the glass of milk, it's going to want a pillow and a blanket, and then when it gets up from the nap, it's going to want uh, crayons and paper. It's just that's
0: ultimately going to lead to a party.
2: That's right. Yes. That's right. Which
1: goes back to my point of exhaustion, right there. (laughs) It (laughs) It can be right back to it.
2: (laughs) So here is the worldview of the seven. Yeah. Remember, part of this is. There's a little bit of hint of truth in all of it, but a lot of it is malformed. <clears throat> the world view. The future is full of exciting possibilities, which is true, mm-hmm. but there's a comma,
0: mm.
2: and mm. I must experience it all. Wow, yeah. must. Must, that's when you're in trouble. That's if you're unhealthy, right. you use the right. word Both must. Both dates right, right.
1: break, yep. the
2: fu- So, to that point, the future is full of exciting possibilities, and I'm gonna pick my moments on when to engage. That's the healthy seven. Healthy. That You may have to be 45 or older to get there, but that's, <laughs> that's where we want the sevens to get. And the common response from a seven is, I'm okay, what's next? Mm-hmm. So in our fifth installment of the Ingram podcast, we'll talk <laughs> about right. um, uh, w- what you do inside conflict. Hmm. And the seven goes to this positive outlook,
0: mm-hmm. which is
2: I'm gonna ignore stress, I'm gonna ignore pain. This is un- unhealthy seven. Unhealthy, right? i I'm gonna ignore all this, what's next? Yeah. You just got lit up by your boss by being late the fifth day in a row. Yeah, I'm okay, you wanna go get ice cream? Mm-hmm. Uh, where are we gonna go for lunch? That can be the unhealthy seven. The, the last part of their worldview is, I must move forward. And this is the, this is the, the word most sevens uh, rely on, I must have my freedom.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah. you know, now imagine their core fear is being limited, and that's being fed by this internal worldview, I must have my freedom, yeah. I must have my freedom. You need me to come in on Saturday? Mm, I don't think so, boss. I must have my freedom. I must have my freedom. Yeah. I have to drive, what, sixty five miles an hour? I must have my freedom. I must I can only have how many drinks after a dinner? I must have my So yeah. that's the internal narrative that is driving the seven yeah. that has to be cautious. Here's what the beautiful seven yeah, looks let's like. Talk the good. healthy seven, enough of that negative stuff. <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? Come on. I'm,
1: I'm okay. okay. Are you okay?
2: Let's move on. I'm okay. Yeah, keep You're okay. going, We're good. Yeah. The healthy seven. We're content and serene.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Content meaning, you know what, I I recognize that maybe that is enough on the dessert, or maybe that is enough money, or maybe that is enough pleasure.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Serene, when they're able to embrace sobriety, and that's not a drinking, but it's when they're able to embrace sobriety and become present to themselves. Sobriety being, hey, I'm, I don't need to modify this moment. I'm good. Mm-hmm. That's the serenity, that's the sobriety of I don't have to augment any part of this reality, and there's a whole nother faith component to this, but when you can be content with where you are and be present with what's been created in you, it's a beautiful spot to be. So that's the seven, that's the motivation.
1: So I parent a seven. I have a seven child, it's the only child I'm sure of their number and you know this child and mm-hmm. he left once to go on a 45 minute drive to go on a hike and he came back eight hours later because when he was on the hike he met a family and they started talking about barbecue and they said the best barbecue they'd ever had because he asked was in Tennessee. So he drove to Tennessee to the barbecue oh, place I'm
0: so jealous. and then
1: got barbecue for the, all of his friends and then came home eight hours later where we promptly killed him but then he genuinely <laughs> thought this was the best day ever. Why wouldn't I, after hearing about this great barbecue place, leave Georgia, drive to Tennessee, get the barbecue, bring enough back for everybody, right. and this is, its a, but I, w- I know that I wasn't supposed to, but this is what that happened. That
0: is a great day, though.
1: <laughs> it's a great day. <laughs> As a parent, when it's, you know, your child yeah, uh-huh. parenting a seven, I have found, I didn't know he was a seven at the time, yeah. but the minute you did the Enneagram, I'm like, my kid, that's my, my kid. My kid's a seven. That's if you kid. give a
2: mouse a cookie or if you give my son barbecue, yeah, you, know, you can see Tennessee. how it escalates and it, escalates yep. and, and his desire wasn't to frustrate you. No. There was probably a genuine desire, well, I'm not getting it just for me, I'm
0: getting it for everybody
1: said those exact words, yes. Yeah. And, and then, he didn't go out to get barbecue, he went to go on a hike.
0: And there's something <laughs> to the adventure of driving to Tennessee to do it. It's like, yeah. well, I That's, bet it wasn't raining. Yeah. I, I bet the windows were down, the music was playing. Oh
2: yeah. There was, a, it, it's, just, it's, a, it's just an hour and a half away.
1: Right, eight hours later.
0: That's awesome. That's The kind of National Guard is out looking for your son. Yeah.
1: I would like to okay. say that he didn't bring any barbecue home for his parents, and so, that was a crucial So
0: talk event. about a seven <laughs> in the middle of childhood cancer. Hmm, so a healthy
2: seven would own the fact that this, and insert the word you want to choose, the seven would just own that this is terrible, this is horrible, this is unbelievably painful, but I'm gonna choose to stay engaged. Hmm. The unhealthy seven says, you know what, Uh, millions of kids go through this a year, and you know what, I'm sure it'll work out, and they disengage. So the seven's natural tendency is to go to Positive Outlook and say, it'll be okay. They deny stress, deny there's a problem. The healthy seven goes, I'm going to choose to step into emotional pain and co-parent this situation or co-partner this situation
0: with somebody else that's helping to provide care. Mm, That's good. All right. So... um so we all agree sevens are awesome. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I got out of that <laughs> last
2: Sevens minute.
0: are sponsored by Jeep. We've got that. Is, <laughs> yes, that's they are. Absolutely absolutely they're the sevens. only number
1: with a you sponsor, also, I'd like to point out. <laughs> <laughs> that's a
0: fantastic sponsorship, actually. <laughs> that's right. Woo. All right, we've got two types left. So let's talk about these last two. Um, the number eight, let's talk about
2: type eight. The active controller, mm-hmm. and their motivation is they have to be in control and strong, right? have to be when they choose to be in con- when they choose to be in control and strong they are some of the most effective leaders on the planet but when they have to be in control and they take control away from others it gets uh it gets sideways really quick their vulnerability having to be dependent on somebody else right how can i be in control if i'm dependent on you for money if i'm depending on you in an organization to give me uh the approval to go ahead how can i be dependent How can I be in control if I'm having to depend on my spouse to do something that I could do? Right, so it could get sideways really, really quick. So here's the worldview. Here's what's feeding that narrative. The world is a tough and unjust place. The world is a tough and unjust place. Only the strong survive. I am a rock. I must not be weak. I must be in control. Do it my way. So if that's what's feeding their mind, then that's gonna feed the actions, right? If that's feeding their thinking, then that's gonna feed their actions. So that's pretty dangerous when you say that um, only the strong survive. Now you're in in, um, linear thinking. You're in, there's only two options. It's left or right, It's, it's strong or weak, and there is no middle ground, and I must survive, so then I'm gonna position everybody else as weak, and I'll dominate, and I'll be strong. Now that's the unhealthy eight. Right. There's a lot of great eight.
0: Mm-hmm. The
2: eight probably gets the worst rap on the enneagram when it's unhealthy.
0: Hmm.
2: Right. The two when it's unhealthy just helps everybody around them. Right. And it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: The eight is a little scary when they're unhealthy. The yes. eight
2: when it's unhealthy is the bull in the china shop. Mm-hmm. Right. It just causes there's shrapnel everywhere. There's glass. There's broken glass everywhere. But the healthy eight, Mother Teresa, right, oh, meek, protector, mild, used all of her strength to, to take care of the dying. Mm-hmm. to take care of the homeless, to take care of the least of these, like a beautiful example of the eight. So an eight, when they're healthy, they're strong, they're deeply caring, and they're approachable, right? Think about an eight who really is strong and in control, but is willing to get feedback from others, hmm. but they're approachable. They're not so stoic and drop down that they have walls up that you can't get in. They're approachable. Like, hey, tell me, an eight would say, I don't mind you hitting me between the eyes with the truth because I wanna get better. Mm. I am approachable. Yeah. Awesome. And this is, this is worth a dinner. For If there's an eight in your world, take them to dinner, make it a good one, and ask them about the gift of innocence that was lost at some point. Something typically has happened in an eight's life, it does not make them an eight but typically something happens in an eight's life that galvanizes that they really are one, Hmm. right? So pain and tragedy can happen across any person, but the eight, when it lands, it's typically a pivotal moment. They could recognize it, they could retell the moment, and it's when they recognize their full eightness. So when uh, the healthy eight can tell you about that, the the moment that she left, Hmm. the moment that I had to endure, the moment I had to protect my siblings, and achieve or get better or provide a meal. Yeah, um, yeah so the, the gift of innocence, um, and they have a right alignment with the flow of reality, right, what's not real is the world is just unjust and harsh and I have to be the rock, that's not reality. Reality is the world can be hard and I will choose to be strong to protect others. So when they have this right view of the world and they use that strength for the benefit of others, it's almost unstoppable. For me, it's the enviable number on the Enneagram. As a seven, I love seeing a healthy eight use their strength and capacity to protect others. Yeah. It's just, it's beautiful So then to watch. the eight would
1: be an advocate for their child. The eight oh. would be like, I got this and I am gonna advocate mm. and I'm gonna get the best doctors and I'm gonna just, I'm gonna be the rock for everyone else.
2: There is no no. Wow. What do you need? This is, this is the world of yes to my son in, in, in the right position. Mm-hmm. This is what, yes. We'll get that. This is the treatment that we need for my son. We're, we're going to go get that. And I was told no 18 times. Okay, the 19th is gonna be the yes. Hmm. I will not stop. Wow. The, the eight just has this capacity and strength that you you see it. Hmm. When you see it, you're in awe. Wow,
0: love that. And I've seen that. I've seen mm-hmm. some families, yeah, some parents like that. Absolutely. Well, let's wrap this up, Jeff, yep. with uh, the type number nine. The adaptive peacemaker.
2: All right. so their motivation, have to keep the balance, have to keep the peace. When you have to do anything, you lose. As a nine, when you choose to create balance and to create peace, that's fantastic. But to keep it, you typically have to make peace. You typically don't keep peace, right? When there's inharmony, when there's imbalance, you have to go make peace. And that's where the nine becomes the best version of themselves. But ironically, their core fear is conflict. And to make peace, normally you have to step into conflict for a right. moment,
0: mm-hmm.
2: have the hard conversation, and then back out. The phrase for the nine is um, "hard easy." If if the nine will choose to step into a hard conversation, then the rest of that relationship is going to be easy
0: hmm.
2: for the next season of time. More often, the nine will say, "I'm going to go easy hard," which is, "I'm going to take the easy way out and not have that hard conversation," but then I'm going to wrestle with the internal conflict that things aren't right for the rest of that relationship. So mm-hmm. when the nine will choose to engage early in conflict, it doesn't have to be that difficult. So the nine, here's the worldview. And I think everybody can nod when they hear it. Hey, I'm okay if you're okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Everyone should just treat others with respect. So, so far it is really hard to push back against this right. worldview. Right. There's, there's something genuine about it that you, you want to be true. I must keep the peace, and that's where it uh, breaks down. Hmm. No, there's times as a nine you need to communicate what's on your mind and say it for the benefit of everybody but if you keep the peace you won't say it right Uh, I must be tolerant and I must be accepting no there's a time to not be tolerant of the things that you see in culture Mm -hmm. there's there's a time to not be accepting of the way that somebody's been treated right Uh, can't we all just get along so it's a beautiful Mm -hmm. phrase but there's yeah. That's difficult because so much of your heart wants to lean into that and go, yeah, I could say that all that's true. But we know that there, there's times to step into conflict. And the healthy nines, uh, they are self-aware. They know exactly what they need and they're, and they're willing to tell you.
0: Mm.
2: Self-aware is, hey, I know what I need in this moment. And even though I don't want conflict, and even though I think you want something different than I do, I'm gonna choose to tell you what I need in this moment. That's healthy. They offer the gift of right, sustainable action to themselves and others. Sustainable action, the the knock on the nine is that they will compress, spring-loaded, whatever their thoughts, their desires are, they keep uh, suppressing them and pushing them down and pushing them down and pushing them down. And then all of a sudden, they're at the Chick-fil-A drive-thru window and the 17-year-old gives them a sandwich that should not have a pickle on it, but it has a pickle on it, and they blow up. Oh, boy. Okay, so clearly getting the pickle on the sandwich did not generate that much emotion but it's from having suppressed it and suppressed yeah. it and suppressed it for so long. The sustainability of the nine is, hey, I'm so sorry, but the sandwich you gave me has a pickle on it, would you mind? As opposed to just ignoring it and ignoring, mm-hmm. and ignoring it. So that sustainable action is to, to get into minor skirmishes on occasion and to be honest about what you need and how you feel. So when the nine can do that, then it doesn't look like a huge EKG spike for tension and conflict. It looks just like rolling hills, right? You get into a little bit of drama, then you're out of it into a little bit of conflict then you're
0: out of it
1: so if a nine comes to you and and not not engages in conflict but is super honest with you and you know it's a tough conversation you have to be super respectful of how much it took for them to have that conversation Mm.
2: perfect it took probably a couple of sleepless nights Mm. it took uh an extra cup of coffee it took uh somebody probably a mentor in their world saying hey this is time Mm -hmm. you've been holding this for a long time so when when a nine comes to you with conflict you just don't talk. The, the only yeah. response from, from you should be thank you.
0: Hmm. Okay.
2: Thank you for letting me hear that. Yeah. And teach the nine that, that their approach to coming into you with this uh, a little bit of a conflict is that's right and that's sustainable, come yeah. to me.
0: Yeah.
2: I can handle what you bring to me. I would rather know.
1: Hmm. So how do they handle, the nines I know are super chill, so this is why I'm asking, how do they handle times of extreme, extreme conflict, stress, my child's sick, are they still super calm? Are they able to keep that? Or are they just bottling everything up? And then the Chick-fil-A pickle. Because there's a lot to bottle up if your child's sick. Right. Like you just, yeah.
2: You, you, you would rather have, the nine at times would say, I'll have the internal conflict and not let anybody know. Yeah, I'll carry all this and it's like they're drinking poison. Oh. Make sure the, everybody else is okay,
0: right. Not gonna worry about me. That's
2: unsustainable, mm-hmm. right? That's not communicating well. But, but the nine feels, there's a little bit of martyrdom of, I'll, I'll take this on. I'll keep the peace. I'll, I'll make this harmonious. I'll just suffer internally and then
0: show up and, and do what needs to be done. Yeah, I, th- I think about um, somebody asking the mom or the dad, hey, how can I help you in this? I'm good. Oh, we're good. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Yeah, you know, if you can do this for so-and-so, are you with us? But I- I'm good. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. And then you ask them, you look them in the eye, yeah. and you ask them the same question now, again. What
2: really? Yeah, that's great. Is that word really, Andy Stanley talks yeah. about that all yeah. the time, is you add a comma, mm-hmm. and then the word really, ask it twice. The first time you ask it, it can be excused as a southern pleasantry. Mm-hmm. Hey, what do you, how are you? What do you need? And I get that. But you look them in the eye, and you go, listen, Barbara, really, how can I help? What do you need right now? Really.
1: Okay, so Jeff, give us a few takeaways for those who want to know more now that they've kind of touched on the numbers and they want to know more about their number or they want to know people in their family, what numbers they might be. What are some starting point resources? Because the Enneagram can get really deep really quick. So what are some, where, where do we start if we want to know more?
2: Yeah, that's great. So you, I'm really cautious about all the free Enneagram uh, websites there are because they're not asking questions that get to the root of what's motivating you. And the Enneagram, if nothing else, is singularly an expression of each number has a core motivation and if you get to that then you've won so i would say the enneagram institute you can go on and take the ready test r-h-e-t-i it's about 12 Mm dollars a person but it'll give you a really good understanding of your number and then the order of all the others that are in you Mm. so not bad um so that's an analytical test you can take if you are a reader then ian cron has written a book that has influenced our family a ton it's called the road back to you and what you can do if you buy it then I have bribed my kids, and I don't mind going on record saying that, but I have bought a copy from my older two. So I got a 16, a 14, a 12, and a seven, but two years ago, so 14, I normally don't do math on the fly. So 14, 12, 10, and five. My older three, I give them a copy of the book. And I said, just read the first page of each chapter and circle the phrases that you resonate with. And mm-hmm. the first page of each chapter says, hey, if you're a one, Uh, here's 20 phrases you may use. If you're a two, here's the phrases you may use. I just had them circle them. Mm -hmm. And then old school, count them up. And that way you begin to understand, there are two, okay, so they may be motivated by um, wanting to be liked and appreciated. Hmm. And so then all it is, is it's a baseline test. So now I'm using some language when I'm around the two of, hey, I want to appreciate you. Hey, what you did right there, that was so great for our family. Thank you for what you did. And I know that they're, Um, core fear is rejection. So if I need to have a conversation with them, I'm not doing it in public, it's totally one-on-one, it's in their room, I've probably stayed in there for about 10 minutes talking about Legos or something else, and then I'll bring up
0: the behavior that needs to change.
2: That's great. And then, for if you have littles in your family and you're not doing a test, when you get, when they're about eight to 10 to 12, then, so my youngest, we kind of thought he may be a three or an eight, I wasn't gonna test him. At age five, I'm not gonna have him circle things. Mm-hmm. If I'm sensing that he's a, maybe a three or eight, he loves winning or loves control, then I'm letting that change my language. Hey, Gav, hey, tonight, if you get out of the shower in 10 minutes, that's what winning looks like. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and then he'll nod like that. But before be that- i out
1: was, in eight minutes, Dad. <laughs> yeah.
2: Before that, it was, hey, Gav, if you get out of the shower in 10 minutes, then you're in control of the night. That didn't resonate with him. So uh-huh. I'm not, I'm not pegging him with a number, Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm watching him, I'm taking, I'm learning. I'm Mm -hmm. becoming a student of my kid, and then then all I'm looking at is, what is his motivation, what is his fear? Mm -hmm. So if if three is failure, and, well, we'll go into stories later, but I'm just, that's helping me take some pot shots at, okay, how do I parent him?
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's really good. So those of you listening, what we'll do is we will post uh, a link to the book as well as the testing reference uh, that Jeff gave as well, and that'll be in the sh- in the notes uh, with the podcast. So, Jeff, thank you so much. This My was pleasure. incredible, incredible. Uh, we have learned so much, and we're familiar with it. Yeah. and I feel like I yeah. learned more, uh, and so I know our listeners uh, really got a lot out of it. And uh, I'm excited to. Uh, for them to be able to go and learn more and and maybe explore some of this test and and more in the book. So thank you for sharing your wisdom. And uh, I know you talked about it and I I can see it happening is another episode down the road where we go even deeper. Yeah, because there's so many more different ways we can go with this. So we really appreciate you joining us, Uh, folks out there listening. We will see you later on the next episode.